Hey, everybody. Welcome to Caught Offside. This is an emergency podcast of the most unfortunate kind, uh, as we have only learned in the last 30 minutes or so that Diego Maradona, uh, footballing legend, has passed away at the age of 60. Andrew Gunling and J.J. Devaney alongside me here. What's up, brother? How are you? Uh, Andrew, absolutely devastated at this news. It's 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 so terrible. It's so terrible for his family. Diego Maradona was only sixty, um, and uh, it, it it's just I, I'm kind of stunned. He has dominated my football in life, uh, watching football all my life. He's always been there, and um, I, 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 I really am struggling for words right now because it it is quite upsetting. Um, even though we know of late he hasn't been in good health. He recently had surgery for, for a blood clot. Um, and, and I think we all, that was only a couple of weeks ago, and we all had a kind of a sigh of relief. And this news is now just, it's just terrible. Right. So if we look at the recent timeline for him, um, uh, I'm reading from the BBC, he had successful surgery on a, a brain blood clot earlier in November and was also going to be treated for alcohol dependency. Um, from what we had heard, that surgery, like I said, was, was a success, and it seemed like he was on the road to recovery. Um, and now his cause of death is being listed as a heart attack, which would sound to be unrelated to the health issues he was dealing with um, with his brain. But he had, he had continued to be undergoing different, um, you know, alcohol issues. Uh, there was a recent report that he was battling uh, depression. Um, mm. So, like you said, there's there are any number of of health related issues that he has been coping with, and. Um, you know, I suppose cardiac arrest could be some kind of side effect of any number of those things. But whatever the cause of death is, uh, it doesn't change the fact that 60 years old is is far too young to have uh, to have lost somebody, to have lost anybody. Um, yeah, especially uh, Andrew, a like him. I'm uh, I'm old enough to to remember him. Uh, I actually I was four years of age when the 1986 World Cup happened, which was his iconic World Cup. So. I don't actually remember his greatest moment. I don't remember the moments that put him at the, on, the round, on the Mount Rushmore of, of soccer players. But 1990, I remember well. Uh, I remember that World Cup final, that World Cup in particular. And I remember his fall from grace in 94 um, when he tested positive for banned substance um, and left that World Cup in shame. So, um, yeah, Maradona is... is is a young man by comparative standards, by modern standards, and it's and and that really does add to the shock. But there's no point beating around the bush on this. We know anecdotally, uh, we know from reports, we know from good journalism, he lived life very hard for quite a few years and battled a lot of demons um, uh, in regarding substances, and um, and he was an addict. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's really what, what makes up the entire Maradona picture is that he is this, in some ways, I think it almost made him relatable to common soccer fans because he was such a, a heroic figure, but such a publicly flawed one. Yes. Um, I mean, everybody who follows the sport was so keenly aware of the, the battles that he was undergoing off of the field and his own personal demons um, that he was fighting with while trying to also perform as one of the most successful and, and famous athletes in the world. Um, and yeah, I think it, it made him a unique figure in, in a sporting landscape where we kind of look at these guys as more than human 
And he was not that. And I think it, in some ways, you know, it, it's obviously a side of his life and his legacy that I think people, um, you know, obviously wish was not a part of it, was not a part of the story. But in other ways, it almost made him an endearing figure to people because he was, he was somebody that was battling the same sorts of issues that, that many other people battle with today. Uh, you're, you're so right. You've hit the nail on the head there, Andrew. Um, people like the flawed hero. That's just a fact. Uh, people enjoy being able to look at someone who is so otherworldly talented and yet has relatable qualities to, to their own lives. Um, Ronaldo will never be that. You look at the bronzed Adonis, who in his mid-30s absolutely executes at the highest level. He is not relatable in any way, but Maradona was. Even in his pomp, he was this stocky little figure who had this devilish um, approach to life and to the game. And, and people could relate to that. And just like Paul Gascoigne in many ways and George Best, they, they achieve a status beyond their athleticism into a world where we can say, I understand this person. And it's so hard to say that about players like Messi or indeed Ronaldo. Right. The, the tributes to Maradona are pouring in. Anybody on social media right now can see that. Brazil legend Pele uh, issuing a brief statement right now, which reads, one day we'll kick a ball together in the sky above. Uh, also, Gary Lineker posting this. Uh, I thought this was a, a very nice message. He said, by some distance, the best player of my generation and arguably the greatest of all time. After a blessed but troubled life, hopefully he'll finally find some comfort in the hands of God. Uh, that's from Gary uh, that's, that's beautiful from Gary Lineker. And their careers were inextricably linked. Uh, Lineker was the top scorer in the 1986 World Cup. And it was also Maradona's sleight of hand, quite literally, that, that uh, removed Gary Lineker's chances of getting to a World Cup semi-final. Although I think if you look on the, on the totality of that World Cup and even on the totality of that game and the wonderful second goal that Diego Maradona scored, it was absolutely deserved. Whatever way it came about that Argentina would progress and, and ultimately win that world, I, I, I just think um, I, I'm, I'm recalling an, an interview, sorry, a documentary. Gary Lineker, around the year 2000, uh, with the BBC, travelled to meet Maradona in his, in his native Argentina and to see how he was doing and to watch him play in a five-a-side game. And throughout all his struggles, his problems with his weight, I think he got a gastric band in the mid-2000s. Um, his problems with addiction. Maradona loved the game and could not stay away from the game. We've seen him have some, uh, you know, re recently he was manager of Gimnasia uh, in Argentina. He, he, he tried to play as long as he could. He had a, an ill-fated, would I say ill-fated? I don't know, actually. Maybe it was better than I remembered. But he, he finished his career at Boca Juniors. He wanted to play as long as he possibly could. His love of the game was absolutely enormous. It, it really was throughout all his struggles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's videos that you can see right now. I mean, certainly you can go on YouTube. You can go on Twitter, see them anywhere. But um, there's videos that are, that are kind of being streamed right now that just show his warm-up before a game. And like yeah. you just talked about, JJ, his love of the game. The, first of all, the smile is just it's permanently affixed to his face. You can see that this is just a man who loves being on that field. No matter what, he, he's not playing in a game. He's going through his warm-ups. And, and, you know, the routine, it's just, it just like screams fun. It screams, I love what I'm doing out here. And I, I, again, we talk about what made him human to people. It's because um, 
not just the, the battles off the field, but the emotion in which he showed. I mean, you, it's a cliche, but, you know, we, we talk all the time about guys who wear their hearts on their sleeve. I mean, that's, it's him to a T. Every, everything, you know, we've seen the sadness and the, the tears that he shed when he was um, sent home from the 1994 World Cup and, and the joy uh, that we've seen him show just from playing the game in, in any form. I mean, that, was, that is him to, to the core. Uh, Andrew, he's uh, he's one of those those players that we put in the category of street footballer. He he honed his skills in a certain way on the streets, and those skills were with him, and that enjoyment was with him. And if he never made it to the top, if he never played for Barcelona, if he never played for Napoli, if he never played for Argentina, he would still be playing five-a-side games in his locality, in the community where he grew up in Argentina. That's just a fact. His, his, his joy of the game was infectious and he brought that onto the field in the way that he played. If I could urge anyone to watch anything right now and I'm sure it's going to get you'll just need to go on Twitter and you'll find it quickly. The supercut of all his moments, his touches and his performance in the 86 World Cup is, is just a stunning few minutes of, of football to watch. And you know, we talk about uh, who uh, you know we talk about the Gerrard Cup final in 2006 the FA Cup final and we talk about how Roy Keane dominated that European Cup semi-final in 99 against Juventus and we look back at some of those games and we think actually they were good but they weren't quite as good as we remember well the 86 World Cup was Diego Maradona and guess what he was every bit as good as you remember or in my case as I've watched since he dominated that World Cup and he deserves to have his name plastered all over 86 because he really was that good. It's interesting with him. You know, it's hard not to compare him with Lionel Messi, you know, yeah. but, uh, because of obviously their Argentinian heritage, um, you know, somewhat undersized as, as human beings, uh, but larger than life as, as icons. And, it's it's funny, JJ, because the juxtaposition between them with Maradona, it seems like not that he didn't have success domestically. He won a Serie A with Napoli, uh, but it feels he won like two Serie A's. Right, with right, right. But but it feels like most of what he's remembered for. Um, and you, by all means, tell me if I'm wrong in this assessment. But to me, what he's most remembered for are his successes with the national team, um, whereas Messi. It's mostly the opposite. Obviously, Messi has had successes with the national team, but not to the extent anywhere close to the extent of what Maradona had. And Maradona didn't have the sort of domestic success that Messi has had. And the comparison between those two and how they're viewed by their, their countrymen in Argentina is, has always been interesting to me. Yeah, I think to make the case for Maradona's domestic success, what he did in Italy was unprecedented, Andrew. He broke up when he arrived at Napoli in the, for the 84-85 season, I think. He broke up the monopoly of northern teams, of Inter, of AC Milan, of Juventus, mm-hmm. and brought the, the, the poverized south, the looked-down-upon southern uh, Napoli side, and brought them to the very summit, a UEFA Cup and two uh, Serie A titles. That is no mean feat. And as much as Messi has done domestically, Barcelona were still a powerhouse in Spanish football. And he brought them to... Uh, unheard of heights before in their history but equally they were still you know the one of of two top sides in La Liga that was not the case that if Maradona was to join a a modern day team in England that you could compare to Napoli 
it would be like joining Sheffield United or Burnley and then going on to win two Premier Leagues. It was in that category for me, at least. And, um, but you're right. I, I do feel bad in this case uh, for Messi because Messi has to, had to fight at club level against the, the very real comparison of Cristiano Ronaldo. And at international level, he could find no peace because the shadow of Diego Maradona was always looming over every performance. And, um, and, and Diego's legend actually grew as Messi's uh, failures or failures to win uh, trophies for Argentina continue to pile up in the Copa America and their, their flat performances at World Cups. Yeah, Messi and Maradona are two of three Argentinians to win a golden ball at a World Cup. Like you said, uh, Maradona in 86. Messi did it in 2014 in a losing effort. And Mario Kempes is the other one in 1978. Uh, he won uh, Maradona, that is talking about his domestic success, won nine club titles total. Uh, Boca Juniors, Barcelona, and Napoli, the three clubs where he found his uh, domestic success. Um, you mentioned before, JJ, about your, your Mount Rushmore. And how Maradona is obviously, you know, will forever be talked about as being one of the four figures upon it. Um, you know, it was always Maradona and Pele. Uh, in, in the time since, I suppose Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo have kind of laid their stake to, to being a part of it. Is there, any, like, is there a scenario where Maradona is knocked off of that perch or has he just kind of reached that status where it will always be him and everyone else, him and Pele, uh, and, and everyone else can kind of fight for what's left? Andrew, it was always you know, who's the greatest player of all time? And, and you were talking about Pele or Maradona. And, and Johan Cruyff would come into that conversation. George Best would, would, would emerge into that conversation. But, um, but that was it. They dominated the landscape for so long. I really don't think Maradona gets removed, gets shifted off the Mount Rushmore. He's there forever. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you. He also, in 2002, FIFA handed out their goal of the century, uh, his second goal against England in the 1986 World Cup quarterfinal um, was, was named as that goal. And it's funny, uh, you know, the greatness of that goal, don't you sometimes feel like it's overshadowed by the hand of God goal that he scored in that same game? It's so disappointing that that's the case because we all remember the amazing commentary, you know, that, that accompanies that goal. That goal, Andrew, he picks the ball up in the middle of the park. He swivels on it. He does an around the world. Then he goes, he just breezes past Peter Reed, destroys the entire English defense. It's just so good. And the idea that a punched goal into the net should ever usurp that goal is just, it's a crime really. But that's the man. That's the contradictions of the man. There was the, the crafty cheat, but also the brilliant genius in one game. <laughs> no, it, it's a great point. And, you know, those I think are the memories that people will be left with from Maradona. Like we said, the smiling figure out on the field and, and the brilliant footballer that he was, which was never on greater display than, in, like you said, that World Cup. And in that moment um, against England in that 1986 quarterfinal, uh, JJ, we'll continue to talk about this. Obviously, we'll be back next week with a, a full podcast and, and we will continue to speak on the legacy and the life of Diego, uh, Diego Maradona, one of sports' great figures, one of sports' great legends, lost today at the age of 60. Any final thoughts from you before we get out? Yeah, I, I, I think um, I, I'm in tr tremendously sad, but I, I really do hope this is a chance and an opportunity for people to go back and to remember him as the footballer in the same way when George Best passed away, we thought about George Best, the footballer, and the amazing things he did. And, and not to dwell too much on his struggles, um, but, but look, at the, 
look at the great footballer Maradona was and, and the legacy he left there. That's the important thing for me. Yep. JJ, thanks so much, man. I appreciate your uh, talking about this uh, sad day in the soccer world. Uh, all our best to everybody out there. Have a happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. And Diego Maradona, rest in peace. Take care, everybody.